podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged um, today. Uh, before we jump in, we'd love to, if you'd leave a review on iTunes and, or wherever you listen to podcasts, those five stars do really help. Um, we'd also like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Um, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market. I'll get it out. Um, not only are they innovative, it's unbelievable how shooting machines are, are have changed. You know, I remember when they used to have those long metal racks coming from the court. Um, but how they've innovated, how they've put the trainers right in front of you, it's unbelievable. So go over and check it out. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. There's nothing else on the market like it. Nowhere else are you going to get the bat phone to the person running it. No, you know, yes, they might do quarterly or monthly or weekly calls, but they're not, they're not on your beck and call. If you have a question, if you have an email, trust me, I will get back to you. I will respond. I will get on a call with you that day. So come over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's head off to the podcast. And do you do different shots? Or you do only those four steps. You ever do, three? We do those, those four quick. It's just, it's about ball movement. It's not about okay. really the shots. It's Got about it. talking, communicate, quick passes, hands okay. ready, getting their minds into like, if, you, if you're not awake and you're not, and, and everybody at the end of the line has to be clapping. If you don't have a ball, you got to clap. So okay. if you're not into it, like you might get a ball off the head. You might get, you know what I mean? Like you're not ready. The coach is screaming at you, get your hands up, ready, shot, right. ready, turn, you know? So now like, it's just a drill to get everyone into practice right away. Simple drill, quick shooting, four minute time with a goal. Everybody's going. You know what I mean? I love that. I love uh, yeah, that. Yeah, four minutes. I, I kind of like it. And, you know, we've always that it gets our practices really. And it gets up. it moving. Okay, let's go back to the shared screen here. Um, yeah. um, you know, then we do the old three on three on a layup. Um, okay. which, you know, everybody does. You know, like, you know, we we all know that one, right? You know, just three, yep. uh, three, three man weave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Layup. Um, and then um, the three, this, oh, I'm sorry, three on a layup. This is three on a layup. So this is basically, uh, I'm going to come back out of that. I'll show you. Okay. All right. So this is how this drill works. You have three guys, a layup line right there. We have uh, and a rebounding line right here. And then there'll be, everybody would fill in those three spots. There's the three spots in the court. Okay. Okay. So now what would happen was this guy would go for his uh, left-handed layup coming right now. Okay. Right? He'd make the layup. And then as he made the layup, he takes off down the court. Okay. He goes. The, the big man steps on the court, gets the ball out of the net, goes out of bounds, and then the, the point guard who's here, he goes to ask to the sideline, yep. calls for an outlet. You know what I mean? Yep. Outlet, ball, ball, ball. This guy has to clear the paint here, clear the paint, and he's got to throw an outlet pass to the point guard. Point okay. guard has his ass to the sideline so he can, yep. doesn't get, you know, like the old ass to the, you know, yep. if he turns and catches, it's going to be a charge. Yep. You know what I mean? So you don't want that. So the key teacher you're talking about calling for the outlet point guard off the sideline, but you know, a good enough. So you could turn either baseline by sideline or middle. Right. So now he's got to be asked to the sideline. You make that pass to him here. He turns and goes and makes a chest pass, you know, up the court, snap pass up to the court for this guy going for the layup. The big man who made the outlet has to come down and get the rebound out of the net. Okay. Yep. So you've got a three-man moving at, at the same time. You get the point guard. You get the layup guy. 
So the layup guy goes, yes. takes the shot, boom, takes off, oh. outlet, snap, bang, here. Here. That's okay. three on O layup. And, you know, boy, he comes down. Then the next group comes three guys going, three and O okay. layup, three and O layup. Yep. And it just really teaches pushing the ball up the court, outlet, the side, rebound. I like that. You know what I mean? It really yep. gets you going. And then you transfer that, the same exact thing. Now when they're really good with three, and they come back the other way, three right. and O layup coming back yep. the other way to your right hand, you know, left hand. Yep. You, come, you know, when we're all down here now, we just go back the other way. And now after three on O layup, we do three on O post pass. And the three on O post pass, is very similar, same exact situation. You know, the guy goes for the layup here. He right. takes, you know, makes the layup, takes off down the court, yep. going down the court. Big man, the same exact thing, takes out of bounds, outlet, same exact thing here. Now this is three on oh post pass. So now you throw it up the court, and instead of going for a layup, you drag dribble it down to right. the corner and come back. Big man and sprint, big man's rim, trailing. Yeah. Rim yeah. to rim, rim to rim. He posts up. These two guys are here. And now you got to make an entry pass to the post, pass, you know, fake high, pass around low. A, your assistant coach is standing out here with a basketball right yeah. here. Yep. You make the post. This post, big man makes his post move. The coach passes it out to one of these players, and then he penetrates and kicks out for a shot. I so, like that. Penetrate, kick out. That, penetrate, that trailer big thing is so hard for them to do. Oh, I know. And Isn't you know, it? That's a, it's a tough – I'll tell you, we uh, you know, we work on that a lot. And then when we have a coach stand here, and as the bigs coming down, we bump him with a pad. He's yeah. got skin off. You know what I mean? And catch it post. And, the, and, and I'm telling you, you might run this drill for a month, and they still won't be good. I mean, it just takes oh, so long for that trailing big. Oh, I know. Because I, I don't know if they don't look. Not clearing that paint, catching, and they get the mentality of sprinting. That's why they got to get the ball out of the net, sprint the court. You know, like the same exact thing, like post up. I want our bigs trying to beat the other big down. The right, court. and they don't look – I mean, I think part of that summer basketball, I hate to say it, but oh. the game is so wide that they don't look for those guys going down unless it's going to be a tomahawk dunk. They never look for them coming down the lane anymore. It is, I'll tell you right now, I hate to say it, but there's, there's limited amount of big men in the country anymore. We did a – I did a uh, – I ran a NEPSAC tournament, which is all the NEPSAC schools in New England came to my gym this past summer for the college coaches. There was 200 – college coaches across the country, high level division one. Right. It was a sanctioned event. It was one of the only sanctioned ones in the summer. And um, so we said, Hey, what are we going to do for these guys? Man, they they want to see him play, but they also got to do a breakdown a little bit. So let's break them down to three groups, post player, wing and point guard. So I said, all right, guys, get them all together. I said, all right, listen, anybody who's a point guard, go to court one, uh, you know, wing, go to court two, post player, go to court three. You guys all set. Now there was 250 kids. I mean, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Less than 10 bigs. Five went over to court three. <laughs> Five out of 250 went over to the big man section. It was you unbelievable. Know, well, part of, and I'm telling you, part of that is college. Part of that's the NBA. Like, they're looking for Giannis. They're looking for, like, long, lanky, Michael Magic Johnson kind of. They're not looking for bigs anymore. No. The Shaquille O'Neal's of the world are gone. It's unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I was going over to the wings. I'm like, why don't you go over to just to get seen? There's college coaches on that court. Like, right. You're, you're in a line with like 60, 70 other dudes. Why don't I go over there with the one five? I'd, I'd be like the six foot kid down there with the posts. It's like, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Exactly. So, but you know, I know it's just, it's hard to get those bigs, but if you can get a big to run the court and all that and post. All right, let's go. Let's, let's do the, let's do the end of it in like three minutes. Cause I have oh. a couple questions I want to ask you and I don't yep. want to keep you all yep. night here. Yeah, no problem. Oh, uh, share screen back. I mean, I could talk basketball all night, but there you go. Okay. 
Yeah, these are you know three on two continuous drill, two teams, which I yep. think is a fun drill. Um, you know, that's a, it's a continuous drill where you have it's basically teaching a three on two and just going up and back continuous three on twos. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Um, we do broke it off, did some free throws. Yep. Um, you know, if you if you missed, you had a penalty. Like you do a one on one. I always teach our guys to take two free throws. You know, after you take the first one, step off the line, take the second one, and then it's a one on one. If you miss the first, you got to do something. You know, like double. If right. You miss the second, you only got it. Like so, we we do twenty. So if you do, you know, uh, if you miss the first, you do twenty burpees. If you miss the second, you only do ten burpees. Right. So there's always a penalty on the free throws. Teaching them like it means something, so that's not messing around. So we always may take the free throws, and that's when they get their water. After you take two one and ones, you can go get a water, and okay. we kind of give them their breaks. So there are always some water breaks in the free throws. And we go over shell drill. You know, teaching a shell drill, typical across the country. Everybody works yep. on the shell. Um, strong, weak side cutters, you know, all that. Then we worked on switching ball screens during this practice, you know, which is always important. What are you going to do? Switch ball screens. How are you going to play a ball screen? I, I'm telling and you, then, ball screens are the one thing that literally you don't – we're know. high school coaches. We How do you have, play? Do you play – what do you play the ball screen? I, 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 I tend to – I double the ball screen a lot, especially up high because there's not a lot – I mean, and we're playing – I mean – consistently there's a handful of d1 guys in our league the problem yeah. is i gotta jump i mean otherwise you're gonna turn the corner <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they don't kids don't pass out of that well that's right. my theory is we're gonna rotate fast enough that if yeah. i come at you now don't get me wrong we were hedging we were doing some other stuff late in the season yeah. but i'm gonna double you at least half i'm gonna think make you think that we're coming you you said that ball screen we're doubling the ball i mean go ahead and flare and roll the right. guy that has the ball is not going to get it to you half the time. Exactly. Especially at the high school level. Yeah. We've been, we've been icing it. And I, you know, I've been trying to get that ice down to these guys, but it's, you know, if you don't, if you, when you commit to it, if one of the things screw up, you get really messed yeah, up. Yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and here's the problem is we don't have the time to yeah, practice. Right. I mean, if I'd run that, I'd run all sorts of different types of things. If I could spend, <laughs> you yeah. know, the time to teach them. Practice it, yeah. yeah. We're going to do this for this team. We're going to do this for this team. Yep. But it's like, we don't have time. I mean, if I had them all year round, even if I could only see them for a couple hours in the fall and the spring, I could do all that. But it's like we get shut down. You know, I don't know. I know. It's, it's very hard. They limit the, – I think they're trying to give it more back to the high school coaches lately. The NCAA is kind of like, you know, well, they've given us, you know, a little I, bit I have, I have several things. I have several things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for before I get done with this thing. One is the jump ball should go away. It's a stupid thing. Why do we – the officials can't even throw the ball. No, the officials mess it up every time. Let's let's just let's just give the visiting team the ball and do alternating possession. That's my first thing. <laughs> it's stupid. It's just a dumb thing. And yeah. and um, what well, what were we just talking about? Do you, run a, uh, do you run a tap play? I, I run a tap play. Uh, well, we do run a tap play. We've been burned on a tap play too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go ahead. Keep going, coach. I don't. I mean, I don't um. Know. You know, then basically, then we just do. We had this practice. We had conditioning for four minutes because sometimes. We only have two baskets. So, you know, like, cause we have to you share the court with, right. you know, like the women's, the other right. JV. So if I don't have my six hoops, then I do conditioning, you know what I mean? Uh, stations right. and have, you know, four guys are taking free throws and then we rotate, you know, like those four guys come free throws. The other guys are in conditioning. So you kind of get your conditioning in with water because we try okay. to be a press, you know, pressing team. Then I work, work on press. We are working on press break during this practice and zone offense yep. um, versus the two, three and the one, three, one. Um, we do this drill called Michigan State, which is, you know, a uh, guy from Michigan State, Tom Mizzo, it's a phenomenal drill. Basically, you start off two on one. Um, you know, there's one, you two teams, yep. you, know, you know, white and blue. Blue's down the other end. He sends one, sends one guy out on defense. 
Okay. White team comes down with two guys. Okay. They got the ball. They're on yeah. offense. So now it's a two-on-one. Right. Going down the court, two-on-one. Play, score. Yep. Now we got it. We're up two nothing to white. We get back in a tandem because two guys on the blue come out. Now it's a three on two. two. Three okay. on two coming back. And now it's three blue guys versus two white. They got to make the stop. Yep. They say they score. Now it's two to two. Yep. Now the white team sends out four. Four. I mean, you know, yeah. now two other guys come on. Now it's a four on three. Right. Now you go down, play the four on three, scramble and triangle, how to play D. All of a sudden, the shot goes up. We make it. We're up six to four. They send two more guys on. Now it's a five on four going back. We're doing the box. One guy's open. Finally score. Now it's six to six. Now it's a five on five, the final drill. I love that. Awesome drill. Teams love it because it's a score. It's like, you know, who's going to be active who? too. You're active. Yeah. Yeah. It's two on one, three on two. All the things that happen in practice. Phenomenal drill. Got that from Tom Izzo. And, uh, you know, you know, just we do it. We did it when I was at. Holy Cross. We did it when I was at Quinnipiac. We did it when I was at Western Kentucky. We did it when I was sailing everywhere. Everywhere I've gone, I've done it. It's, it's an awesome drill. Kids love it. Um, and then we we did we did some defensive t- uh, conditioning. I always believe that you got to teach kids to stay in stance. And so we do the slide run drill. So basically, that when I said defensive conditioning, it's like you start in the corner, they slide out to the elbow, then they sprint. Then they slide to the other elbow. Then they sprint to the corner. Then they're sliding the whole baseline. Same thing. Slide, run, slide, run all the way up. And the problem is the problem is the kids. um, Yeah. Kids want to stand up so much. Oh, Oh. and we teach them slow, you know, like board, you know, don't like come up. Don't know bunny hopping. Try and teach that technique of not clicking your heels, you know, short choppy steps you know, board between your legs, six inches, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's where you can really teach that. And it's also working on the conditioning of uh, staying in the stance. Um, so we talked about that, getting some water. And then this, this day was a scout day. So we were talking 15 minutes about the other team, team. and what drills they did. And then we go through last 10 minutes, all our plays, you know, okay. dry. Yep. And, uh, you know, side out of bounds, on teeth out of bounds. And then we do our post And how do you do – I see on the bottom you've got groups. Do you make them competitive and equal? Do you put your starting five together? How do you do that? It, you know, varies. Earlier in the season, we do it, um, to be honest with you, we break them off, like, evenly. And then later on, I kind of want my five starters kind of working. I want the other kids to be the scout team, and I want those kids to kind of, like, wish they were a starter and bust right. their ass to try and get the starting spot. Yeah. So I kind of, as as the season progresses, we kind of, like, have the top group and the second group, and I kind of okay. them green and white, you know. Differentiate. Uh, um, so, okay, so you can, let's share the screen here. Do you um, – yeah. If you could only do three things in practice, what would you do? Oof, three, three, three things in practice. Um, I guess it would be uh, – I would have to do offensively. We'd be doing, a lot, you know, uh, a lot of shooting. I okay. think that would be important. And I, I would be really working on shell. I think your defensive – your half-court de- – you have to – in order to win, you got to be able to stop someone in the half-court, I think. You know what I mean? You do. So – you gotta. So I'd be. I'd probably work on shell. I think in order to win, also on the other end, you gotta make shots. I don't think enough guys work on shooting like game shots, not like just stand still, like jack them up, like you know, like time and score, like game shooting drills that like really put pressure on kids and like right. you, gotta, you know elevate and make a shot like yes. under pressure and like put them as much as you can in that. So I'd be doing competitive shooting drills, probably shell. Um, and then since I'm a pressing coach, I've always, you know, been 
pressing lately, I'd work on some kind of press, press. you know, like whatever it is, the, you know, diamond or, you know, black or, you know, what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is? Uh, hardest thing to teach. I, I, that's a, that's a really good question. I think uh, the hardest thing to teach it in my is teammate stuff, like getting the kids away from themselves yeah. and holding them accountable to like being a great teammate. I think that's important. And like, I don't think the kids even realize they're doing it. And like, I, I had a kid, you know, every time he made a basket, he was pointing to the crowd and, you know, like right. doing the whole, you know, guns and, you know, like, you know, right. just making crazy stuff. And I look, I hit a three. I'm running yeah. down the court. I hit a three. I know. And just, Why are you doing that? I know. Like, and getting him to believe in himself not to do that. And like, right. it meant something to, you know, like it, it, it was just tough. And I said, I want you, it can be like, why are you taking it away from me, coach? I want, it's supposed to be celebrate. I'm like, yeah, I want you to celebrate, but wait till a timeout. Like if you, if you make a three and they call a timeout and it's whatever, then I want you jumping up. I want you hugging your teammates. I want like, I want that emotion and that passion, but like not in the middle of a flow of a game. Right. And I think kids don't get that. They, they don't think about the next play enough. Like, you know, like you got to be locked in, man. Like on every possession, like right. every possession means something to and part, us. And, and I'm not going to defend this kid, but it's uh, I'm married to a psychologist. Part of yeah. that is that teenage brain. Um, right. So, yeah. Anyway, they, yeah. that's they, they, they don't think beyond. They don't think beyond two no, minutes. They, yeah. they know. So that's hard. To, I think it's hard to get them to buy into that team mentality and like it's more than just me and right. like these kids you know they're all high school they want to be the leading scorer they want to be the you know the you know the guy that makes the shot and the fans are all cheering their name and all that but right. they don't realize is like if you can do it consistently they're going to be doing that for everybody you know like in the fans because they're going to win you're going to win you're going to win right so i'm like i'm trying to you know trying to get that out of their mentalities is hard and making them believe that it means something what would you uh what would you tell your young self oof <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm, to I, I always profession. think of questions. I always think of questions that coaches would want to hear. That no, no, yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I think it's. Um, I love what I've, I, I, I've done this for now. I've been at Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. I've been a head high school coach, um, and I would do it differently. You know, to be honest with you, uh, if I was younger, though, I probably would have tried to get to the highest level earlier. Because I think, like, I, I, if I was younger, I'd say try and get on a, like a Syracuse as a manager, try and get as a, you know, a video assistant at like Duke or no, you know, like work as many high level camps as you can um, to get to know the assistants and, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause I think it's easier to calm down from the highest level to where you've got to be than to try and bust, like to go from a high school, you know, assistant to a high school head coach. Right. I mean, there's only so many Bo Ryans in the world. Yeah, there's you know, that's, or, you know, there's just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, uh, Beheim did it. Beheim did yeah, it. Yeah, it, but it's very few and far between. It's Not Beheim. Like, um, uh, Michigan coach did it. Um, Izzo. No, uh, the one oh, that went um, to the, uh, B, uh, Beeline, John Beeline. Beeline did it. He did it. Yeah, Beeline yeah, did it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, very few, you know, like, yeah. very few to build that up like that and win at a highest level. Like, I could go right now to Hamden Hall here and win the national championship, like, high school for the next five. And I don't think a Division One's going to offer me a, a no. job. You know what I mean? No. Like, it ain't going to happen. Only thing they would, the only thing that would open doors for you is you've got experience. Yeah. Like, if I applied for an, even a D3 job, they're going to say you haven't recruited. Right. Great, you've won, but I don't know if you can coach the college level. Exactly. My theory is coaching's coaching. As long as I get, I know enough about the game, I would recruit the right guys that would fit my system. That's part of the key. But 
that's not, I mean, I never wanted, I mean, I had my chances, but I love coaching high school, but that's, you're right. It's like, and the problem is you got to look at it like you're an indentured servant. If you want to be a college coach, you're an indentured servant. You're going to work a hundred hours and make $12 basically. Oh my God. Like if I have a chart of the amount of hours I put in Holy Cross and you know, it's, it's, oh, it's crazy. Right. Right. 40 hour week is not, it's not even there's like no a, 40 hour week it's, it's, not not, even a, it's funny to even say that word you know what i mean like it's right it's because there's there's 50 people standing behind you that'll take the job it's like being oh yeah it's, and you know to be honest with you when you're going through it like i didn't even think of it like that like i wasn't thinking like i you know wait a minute day off like you know like <laughs> yeah i gotta be i gotta be in the office tomorrow at six like I, we got you know right. we got effort stats i'm doing here till one o'clock in the morning like right you know, hard days but like you don't even think about it just part of your mentality you just so if you don't have that mentality and that love for this game and the love to you won't make like, it my, my biggest thing was my love of you know um watching the film and getting guys better and i walked into a practice and i after i watched the kids effort stats I could talk to a kid for a half an hour, but man, like, listen, when you were blocking out, you weren't bending. You weren't like, you got to get right. lower. And these kids like, what do you mean, coach? I'm like, watch, let's watch the film. Look at you stand. So like, you could really teach a kid and you see the kid get that aha moment. Those are the moments I live for in coaching. And that's what carried me through when I got better. So like if younger coaches, you got to love it like that. If you don't, it's a long road, man. If you're no, in there, I always, I always tell my students that the key to life is find something you love to do. Yep. Something you're good at and something that pays well. If you find the interchange of those three, you're in good shape. I think I found two of the three. Right, right. Teachers don't make a lot of money. But um, anyway, so you, you, that's, that's the happiness. And, and, you know, you might love to do something. Like you might, I always tell my students, you might love singing. Yeah, right. You're not any good at it. Like, <laughs> so that's Only fine. You can sing the rest of your life, but no one's going to listen to you, you know. Right, right. So you got to try to find something you love to do and you're good at. Um, yeah. If you could talk to one coach, who would you talk to, living or dead? John Wooden. Why? I just like I I, I was I did a lot of reading when I you know about coaching and stuff like that, and I just I just loved his mentality. He never swore in front of his players. He was just a he was a gentleman, um, and you know he won a lot, <laughs> you know, and he really won a lot, and he was, he he was really attention to detail and practice. And, you know, like you'd have to yell during the games and he always says, because I, I knew we worked so hard in practice. And if you just, if you ever get a chance, just listen to stuff about John Wooden and, and, and read about him and just watch some tape on him. He's hard not to like be inspired by and uh, you know, just what he did and accomplished. I don't think there's any other college coach out there that's done what he's done. Is there anything you change about the game? Uh, what level the high school did that any, any level, any level. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of things that have been changing, like the three point line going back deeper and stuff like that. I think changes the game a lot. I've seen that, uh, you know, when I played, we didn't even have the three, you know, like early yeah, on. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, and now it's college like back in yeah. college and stuff like that. So I think there's some rules that I would like change, you know. But I, I kind of like I like the way it is, you know. I, I think that we, you know, we this things have to evolve. Do you have a shot clock? We do have a shot clock. Yeah, I think everyone should have a shot clock. Um, How I, long I is yours? Uh, we go 30 seconds. Okay. So, and, yeah. and do you have a problem with someone running it? Uh, managers? I mean, no, I, I mean, no, we, hire, we, we hire staff that come in and do the games. And, how, and, and, and do you have three officials? We have – most games we have three officials. For our home games, we have three. But sometimes in the row, we only have two. 
And do they do they have a problem with the shot clock, whether it hits the rim and those kind of things? I mean, it's not the college level. Yeah, I think you know, no, yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, you know, it's going to happen throughout the game, but it's not it's not to the effect where I think it like it ruins the game. You know, like you know, someone's okay. that clueless. I think they get the hang of it and they get better. And you know, as long as you got an attentive, responsible person there, you know, like who who's willing to like you know, it means something to them. Right. Like, and at what percentage of time does the shot clock come into play? That's a good question. I'd probably say maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 20 15 percent of the game not, and not, what not and what do you do when do you have specific things you do if it's running down oh yeah you know under 10 seconds we all we have you know kids if, if we haven't got something on 10 seconds they bring the ball to the middle and they run a flat middle ball screen um so you know not, not an angle a kind of middle flat so they can't guys can't have to hedge one way or the other it's a little bit harder with a flat ball screen so we call that flat and you know they get to that or we do one four low and we try and let my best player go. So we have a couple calls, head tap and you know, that with shot clock running down. Um, and then the old typical fist would just come on, get a side screen because he's right. on the side and we can't get to the middle. Then if he just calls a fist, it's side ball screen with under 10 seconds. These are all on after our play hasn't panned out. Our, our secondary hasn't panned out. Play hasn't panned out. Clocks down to nine run to like either fist side screen, middle screen or flat, you know, one of the, you know, one of the three. Right. So we do, yeah, and the and the shot clock stuff, and then we have plays that we go over with, you know, on you know under five seconds, you know, all the different stuff. Right? No, no, I get it. And and the, the only reason I have a problem with shot clocks, I think there's the, this is a stats teacher me. There's such a wide range of abilities at high school level. Your guys and my guys can create. We would never have a shot clock problem ever. Right. Like, right. I could. There really is not. When I, the way I press. Right. I, I, I'm never – I don't even remember even, you know, maybe once in a while we look at it at the end of the game because, you know, the other team's trying to delay or whatever. But the way we press, we're pressing on every possession. So it doesn't so – like, yeah. It doesn't affect us. But I'm just thinking even a even a really small guy's team or a really small girl – I mean, they just don't have the players that when the shot clock gets to 10, the ball th – there's going to be some really bad shots. Yeah, well, I, I would agree with that. But I, <laughs> I think the alternative of not having a shot clock – and guys delaying the game and having the, t the games in the, you know. Do you the, think the, that happens the, that much, though? Oh, yeah. In, in New Jersey, uh, you know, there's big things about that. The old, four, you know, four corners and keeping the scores of, like, 25 to 22 in a high school basketball game. And Could you could they do that to you, though? That You wouldn't let them no, do that to you. No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that would happen. <laughs> but, like, you know, I guess if you have some skilled players, it might be hard if they're, like, you know, you're trying to trap them, they throw it to the other side, right. they get it over, and then they go back to a – yeah, I could. I don't think it'd ever get to that point with the athletes that I have, but you know, like I could see. I don't know. I mean, if that's your style of coaching, I think it's. I think it's a hard thing to sell kids if you're going to pull it out too. To be I honest. know. I mean, that's you know, it's a hard sell, man. I, but it, it, yeah, it, it, I just think it speeds up the game. It makes you want to play. Get get the game fast. Kids know they got to play fast. I think it's a. I think, and then when you go to college, you got to be playing like that. Right. So my thing is, like, we should be duplicating the things that we do in high school, college. Well, I have a big problem with our, uh, you know, our league because they don't let us, like, uh, scout, you know, like, uh, opponents. Like, they don't, like, no exchanging tapes. 
you know, that kind of stuff. Can you go and send scouts to, to games? No, not in our league. It's like ridiculous. And I'm like, you know, like they say. Okay. So anybody that's listening, my mouth just dropped to the floor. Yeah. I literally can't even tell you how much tape we go through of opposing teams. Like yeah, there was so one, there was one opponent this we played this year that we had every game, like every <laughs> game they played every game. Like, I would, that's college. That's basically college. I had and all I'm the saying, stats. I had everything. I knew who could shoot. I knew where they were going to shoot. I knew how they were going to oh. shoot. <laughs> so you get to the point where you're sending people, talking to others, people about what's going on. Then you got to wait till you play them once to get your film on them. You know what I mean? Or you got a buddy who has film on them that sends it to you. It's such a bad system. And I'm trying to get it changed. And I'm trying to. So now they've got whole... to the point where this year they let us go. If you ask the opposing coach, if you can come, they allow you. You have to ask the opposing athletic director to come to the game. You have to ask that. That was the that's the there, okay. That. I'm moving. I'm moving to Connecticut and going to start an underground taping system, man. Oh, you'd be you'd make a million. You know oh. what I mean? It's like I, I'll, I'll just go and tape. They're, and I, think they it, I think it really was because was, I think some of the coaches just too lazy to say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm not I'm not a full time coach here. I can't, I can't go out and watch games at night because I have a game, so I can't get film, and I don't I don't have time to break it down, and I don't want to give my film out. You know that whole thing. The old I don't want. First you know, of all, first of all. Buy huddle or buy something that's gonna break the film down for you. Exactly, that's what we do. We got huddle assist. It's awesome. Oh my god! It's literally like so. You're you're you don't remember this stage, but like when I started my coaching career, it was two VCR tapes, man, and it was like I was there. Oh my god! Literally, cowboy system. We had a like crossover save my life. Oh, maybe save my marriage because it was like I wasn't in. I wasn't like eighteen hours of doing this. You know, record stop. And then I had a duplicator because I gave every kid a tape. So I had to, yeah, like, buy VC. It's like, oh, my God. I got a DVD burner sitting right over here that I don't use anymore. But oh, My first out of Division One, we used to have the um, – you used to put the person's name you sent the film to, and then the next 20 coaches you had to send the film to. So when you got the – so I put, like, all right, we sent it to Dartmouth. And then below yeah. it would be, like, uh, Holy Cross, uh, right. you know, Westgate. So when you were done – videotaping the film and give it you got to send it to the next person in line you know right. and send it all the way down the list it was like a pecking order who you send a film to throughout the year it was crazy it was just, no uh, I, I, it makes no film sense film exchange was unbelievable all right so i'm gonna give you a rapid fire coach so this is all right these are tend to be one um one a real quick answer okay okay um what's your favorite brand of basketball now what i mean by brand is the literally physical ball what what ball do you like to use or do your does your team use spalding and you and do you like the spalding i do yep okay i do too we use it spalding tkf thousand or whatever it is yeah i think that's yeah. the same thing yeah, yeah we it's used a, I used the rock in uh at, at, you know most of my call a lot of the rocket quinnipiac and i was you know, they're okay they're yeah, okay i like the feel of the spalding i do too one word to describe your ideal player. Determined. Okay. One sporting event anywhere in the world. Final four. Yeah, we went. I took my son last year. We saw Virginia. Oh my God. It was like life changing for him, I yeah, think. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, favorite pregame meal. It seems like the, this is everyone's pregame meal for 10 years, 20 years. Pasta and chicken. Well, that's good. I had somebody yesterday that was Mars. Mars bar. So, oh, really? you know, it never, you never know. Uh, superstition. Uh, not really. Um, no, okay. I, don't, I don't have those as much. None. Okay. Uh, one skill not being taught. I'd say uh, passing. And how do you teach that? I think you have to work on different passing techniques. Like, 
you know, when I was a um, assumption, the coach assumption, he used to talk on, you know, like ripping the ball, two man game, left hand extended pass with a hand on the ball to the end and making that push with the left hand and hitting the guy's outside shoulder. Okay. And I think that was a skill, like ripping it, eyes up protecting holding a guy off in a championship and making that left hand extended pass and then hitting the guy in the right spot that's a hard thing to do most kids would just throw with two hands get the ball deflected some guys would do you know throw it to the inside so teaching that where to hit the guy and how to have eye contact it's easier when you're coming back to the right hand and you're making a right hand extended pass and, hold, and holding a guy off but going back to that left side that's a huge pass and then i said then the old pump fake back door so now you make that pump fake and the guy goes back door stepping across making that so having a footwork to make all those passing angles i love that i love that it, it, you know it drives it from a former shooter and a shooter that lives in this house it just drives me bonkers when you don't give it to me close to my pocket it's just uh, swear to god i i can't you, you you don't want me to shoot like you yeah. throw it up here you don't want me to shoot that's cool exactly. Just, we just tell go. our guys not to shoot if they throw a pass at their – you can't shoot it. Like if you throw a pass at their, at their, their bottom of their feet or a bad pass, they got to control themselves one dribble, then shoot. You know what I mean? You don't want right. to take a bad, you know, bad it's like, shot. Put it, give it to me where I can sh shoot it, you know. Exactly. Work yeah. on, I don't think people work on skip passes enough. Like, no. You know, the importance of like skip pass and hitting a guy in his, his shooting pocket, making that right elevation and the right – that's a skill you and, and that's where the girls game has really changed because the girls have gotten stronger over the last 20 years and because just everything title not all this stuff. Yeah. but anyway they are getting to the point where that skip pass now is like that their game oh. is changing like you can just see it it's like whoa there's a, the, that skip pass was so hard three quarter now the girls are getting so much stronger that yeah. that game LeBron, is like, LeBron is phenomenal with that he can make one-handed skip passes and hit guys right in like perfect form like bang okay bang. so again for all the listeners lebron laquan uh, uh, um, uh Giannis, all those guys are just not normal human beings yeah no they're definitely not normal human <laughs> there there's eight billion people that live in the world and there's one lebron so just you know yeah, if you've ever seen him play in person he runs like a gazelle and he's six eight it's it's like oh my it's, it's, pa it's passing with one hand. It's just unbelievable. I mean, Wesley. Wesley played for me. Plays for the Bucks. He's six three, six four. He looks like a little boy out there, like size wise. He's six four, and he's he's built like a tank because he guards LeBron and those guys. He looks like a little boy, like size wise. He's not width wise, but it's like height wise. It's like crazy. There's just yeah. You, you got to go see him. See those games close oh. in person to see how. Uh, abnormal they really are well it's one thing you do to relax i uh swim oh that's good and do you have a pool at school yes wow do you, have, you have a good swim team uh yeah they're pretty good they're pretty yeah. good yeah. yeah we have a really good swim team in our school too um i just i always i always ask the swimmers what do you think about like <laughs> down back down yeah. back yeah. Down, Something about getting your mind off it, to be honest. Just getting your mind in a different area. They you know? do. What they say is they, they say they, we just don't think, Coach. We just zone out and we sing songs in our head. And it's just like – and it's probably healthier than what we do, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's one coaching technique you think is important? Coaching technique that's important. Mm. I think um, connecting. You know, like how to connect with your players. Like, I think it's important. Like, 
just to make sure the kids believe in, you know, like, especially in this day and age, how to connect with kids. It's hard to connect a kid who's like involved with video games, TikTok, and most of the rappers and stuff. You don't know who they are. And for me to connect with that kid, you kind of got to go a little bit more uh, into the kid's life and really, because if, if you don't connect with them, they're not going to play hard for you. They don't believe in you. And I think that's important. I started a TikTok 30 days ago for the sole purpose that I knew they'd watch it and laugh at me. Yeah. That's the sole reason I started it. Swear to God. Yeah. Hoops, if you want to listen to it, TikTok. I will, I will have to, I will. It's, it's, it's just stupid. It's like dad jokes, but I don't care. Because yeah. I'm no. just, but that's what I'm missing the most right now. I, I said this to, to another person I was doing a podcast. That's, I miss my guys. I miss them coming to my room. I miss seeing right. them. I miss interacting. It's just different. That part is huge. I oh, think. it's huge, and that's what they're gonna. That's what they're. That's what it's gonna be hard. There's gonna have to be a lot of repairing to go on. And I'll tell you, all the great coaches you can go back and see, they all had that connection. They all the players they they talk about the connection with the coach. You know, it's just I don't care who it is. You go Bobby Knight doesn't matter. Like they all believe in that that connection of with you know like I so it is uh, best player you've seen in person. Larry Bird. Were you a Laker or were you a Celtic? Oh, I was a Celtic. You know, okay. I grew up in Boston, so, yeah. Well, I was, well, I was telling you, I was talking to a coach from Ireland yesterday, and he's a huge Celtics fan, obviously. He lives in Ireland. He's a huge Celtics fan. And yeah. him and I were having this laugh about because I was a Laker guy. Like, okay. people that are our age understand that you were one or the other. Like, yeah, you had, you had a cho- I, didn't have, I didn't have much of a choice. In- yeah, but there was, like, when you're in the middle of the country, there was, like, no, like, yeah, you, you had were a cho- either a Laker fan or a Celtics fan. Yeah. There was no, like, I'm kind of, I like both of them. No, you do. You either like yeah. Magic or you like Larry. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can appreciate the others, but, like, yeah. you got to make a choice. Oh, I, I hated Mikhail. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great player, but it was, like, I would run him over with my man. car. Unbelievable footwork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Parrish. And, oh, my God, that was the era. Um, best player of all time. MJ. Yeah. He's winning that by about 95%. Um, I'm hoping I'm wearing my bucks things today. I'm hoping we're, I hope in Milwaukee has, um, the future one. Cause he's, yeah, he's, he gets a jump shot, man. Special he, man. He yeah. Special. Right. He can never get that, uh, you know, you forget he's 23. I know. Like I, I know Milwaukee will give him the city of Milwaukee to keep him. Like you can yeah. have Milwaukee. Just yeah. <laughs> wherever you want to go. Yeah. Uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Film. Yep. That's what I then and, and you know what? Again, you and I have spent the, you spent a lot more time than I have, but you and I have both spent a lot of time watching film. That is the one thing I think some of these young, especially that huddle and all that stuff's doing it for them now. Yeah. They're not watching as much film as we had to. Because we had to. Like yeah, you had no choice. You had to break it down the other right. way. Like said, rewind. Yeah. Fast forward, rewind, fast forward. So you'd watch one cl- you'd watch one play ten times. Right. Sometimes. And I'd be and I'd be there like, oh my God, yeah. it's like it's like it's like two AM and I've watched like a half of a game. What's I know, game? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, film was but I tell you like I, that was the biggest thing. I felt so much more confident walking into every practice. If you really did the effort stats and broke down film and, and the best feeling I had as a coach, as assistant up until all the way until I was at Quinnipiac was when you did your scout, it was your scout and you broke down the film of that other team and you walked into that and you knew the other team's plays almost as good as that other team right. and what they were going to do. And you could actually affect the game because you knew something about what I'll tell you right now. That's, that's, that's a feeling 
as an assistant, you, you, you know, head coach gets all the praise and all that. Right. But as an assistant, you, and it was your scout, like, that was, like, a big part of it, man. Right. Like, I know. And it's like, well, and I tell people I have great assistant coaches, but I turn over my scouting, a lot of it, to my assistants at this point. Yeah. First of all, I don't need to do it anymore. Right, right, right. And, and it, it gives them accountability. Like, I come in at the end, and they'll go over the scout with me, but um, yeah. I think that's just a great thing for people that are head coaches. What's, uh, what's the best game you've seen in person? Oof. A good question in person. Something in the garden. Nothing in the garden. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Of the, you know, I, I saw one. Or maybe one game. you coached. Yeah, no. I I saw a playoff game um, with the Celtics and the Lakers back in '87. So at the Garden. So that was a pretty good game. Well, that'd be a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Um, I guess you you have to say that I'm. Uh, I guess I'd be intense. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm passionate, more intense, intensity, passion, you know, for the game. I'm into uh, it. I'm, you know, I'm not sitting down. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, best basketball coach of all time. I'd have to go with John Wooden. Yeah. yeah. I, I figured that was going to be your answer. Uh, yeah. One book you'd recommend. Um, if you haven't read Jay Bill's Toughness, Toughness, you know I mean? okay, I think that was good. But the one like I said, what was the name of the John Wooden one? I'm trying to think. It's um, uh, Wooden. It's it's a. Uh, Is it the one with him on the picture? Yeah, yeah it's, I'll put it's it in the show notes. I know the one you're yeah, talking about. That's a really good great, one. I know the one you're talking book. about. Leadership. Um, Wooden. Wooden on leadership. Just phenomenal book. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, would you? Would you? Would you leave? Or I'm going to give you uh, ask you a couple questions. One of them you already asked because I think you 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 the shot clock would you leave it change it or replace it so shot clock i think you'd leave it yeah uh what about halves we play halves i leave halves in wisconsin yeah so we play halves too okay i'd leave it i don't i don't think quarters are you know i'd rather do halves okay yeah i how long you're how long you're half 18 yeah, we do 18 too. Yeah. I miss the only thing I miss is I wish they gave us an extra timeout like the summer. And if we didn't use it, we lost it. Just how many do you have for timeouts? Uh we have five. See, we have six. We have four and two. Yeah, see, four, we have five. So I I miss I miss that one teaching moment in that first half. Um that I wish I could call one. That's like, yeah. okay, hold on, we gotta do this. Um, yeah, yeah. That you get with that first to second quarter thing. Um I, I, I tend to, my coaches laughed at me and said, you know, you don't take your time out to the grave just so you know. I just want to make sure they all have our assistance because I don't, I don't like. I don't call them either. Because my thing is I'm a pressing team, and my whole thing is I want to get the other team tired. Right. So if I feel like if I sit there and I call a timeout, I'm giving them a rest. Yep. So I want to, like, keep the pace going, keep the pressure on. I want them to call a timeout, them to call a timeout, them to call a timeout. If I'm calling a timeout, something's wrong. I never call timeouts. I won a, I won a state I won a state title in 2011 because I had my timeouts at the end. I swear to God, we triple yeah. overtime. I literally they'd score, I take a timeout, we'd score. I, they'd score, I they they three for. I mean, the only reason I won is because I had timeouts. I, they're, they're too valuable. I'll yeah. tell you something. We don't. There's a loose ball. My guys know every loose ball on the floor. We're not calling it. We're not calling. Oh. I'm not wasting one in the first half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't do that. So we so we we discuss it. Because how many times have you seen people waste one for you know three minutes in the game? There's a loose ball and the kid dives on it, calls a timeout. It's like, what are you doing? Those I things know. are like gold. <laughs> oh, I, I talk about the same thing about traps. We talk about throwing off a guy's leg. We you ne- we never try and call a timeout. We talk yeah. throw it off the ankle, throw it off you know whatever. I'd so, rather um, leave it, change it, or replace it. 
summer basketball as it is right now, like last summer, not this summer? I'd change it. And how I, would you change it? I mean, I think it needs to, you know, I think, I think basketball needs to, you know, go back a little bit more to the high school coaches. I think there has to be an emphasis on, you know, high school. And, I, you know, this is kind of, I don't, I'm not, nothing against the AAU guys. I think the AAU guys do a great job, and, and some of them do a great job. And it's great. I run my own AAU program now, so I'm not, right. like, knocking right. it. But I really do believe that there has to be a little bit more accountability for the, you know, like you, some of these AAU coaches you're going to get you know, on, who, you just throw them into these situations and it's all about, yeah, like, you know, the money, it's all about, it's not about the connection with the kid. It's not about the, so I'd rather have some events where high school coaches and assistants are more involved that have accountability and some kind of connection with the kids more because then it becomes a, a battle between the AU coach and the high school coach. Like, Right. Who, who do you believe in more and who am I going to, you know, Hey, you know, my high school coach told me to do this, but I'm, I got to listen to my AU guy because he's giving me sneakers and he's giving me right. <laughs> like a trip to Vegas. And you know, you know and- what I've thought too, and this is what I, this is another change I would love to make is I think the big schools should have an assistant that their sole responsibility is like going out and recruiting high school. They like during the season, they can't sit on the bench. They can't go to practice. They can just go out to high schools. They can just go watch practices. They can just do that. That would be – I mean, come on. Like, Michigan can afford another assistant, and, and that's right. all they do. All they do is recruit, all, and, yeah. and, they, and they build connections with the high school coaches. And that's, that's a great thing to talk about because I, I'll, I, as an assistant at Division One for all those years, that was a hard balance. I mean, right. to, like, try and be at a high – be at your practice – then go catch a game in Philly. I used to be in practice from Quinnipiac. We used to practice from um, one to three, uh, you know, one to four, right, right around there. I get in my car at, you know, 4.30, drive to Philly three hours, see a game, you know what I mean, at right. seven, get back in the car at nine and come back home at one, get up in the morning, individual, same thing. <laughs> like, right. It's like crazy. Like, so most assistants are like, I can't be doing this every day. So they don't go see kids as much as they well, should. Well, they don't go to the high schools anymore. Yeah. They don't go. They go. They go to. They go to Vegas. They go to Chicago and watch them all. And and I don't blame them. I would do the same thing because they're not working forty hour weeks. But if you hired somebody, if that was their sole job, they couldn't go to practice. They couldn't be in day to day stuff. You know, they couldn't break film. You would literally have to spell out that you are a recruiter. Like that's a great idea. This is your job, and. That building connections and that it, they, you can go out and see high school game. It would be, I, I just think that would be the answer to that. That's a tough thing because, I, like I said, not too many college coaches go to high school games anymore. That's no. A, you know, just, you know and, and I don't blame them because it's hard to do. Right. And hard. the thing is, it's like. Yeah, head coaches. They don't want to go, you know, like how many head coaches, you know, like they're like, I don't even need to go to that. You know what I mean? Like right. I'll wait to see him in the summer in July. I'll see him in April. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that would, yeah. yeah. And let you better be a five-star recruit if that's yeah. Good. That's the only reason you're going out because <laughs> someone else is trying to steal them. All right, any parting any parting words on uh, for for coaches that are listening, coach? What would you do well, it again? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, like you know, I, I think this is great stuff during you know these hard times. You know what I mean? Just talking basketball and getting it your is. mind. This was great for me just to get my mind off all the being quarantined and you know just to talk hoop. And I think you should you know if you're a young coach, just get with someone who loves it and talk hoop as much as you can and you know but talk hoop in the right way like break it down like this and get some pointers and watch some you know uh some podcasts and some some clips of you know like basketball and break it down so here's my here's what i tell young coaches when they ask me all the time it's like i said 
I don't know. I don't know if you're a visual person. If you are, go to YouTube, find something, watch right. film. There's plenty of stuff. Maybe you're a reader. There's plenty of books out there by great people that know more than anything. If not, find them. It, everyone should find some mentors. I've had great mentors in my career. I'm sure you've had great mentors yep. that will help oh, yeah. you. Like people want to help other people. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Is I sent. I, I'll tell you. I sent. Oh, it's great I sent about you, college business yeah a lot you know it is it's it's a it's a fraternity of uh coaches trying to help coaches right because we all have been through the thing so yep. well thank you coach i really do appreciate it all right appreciate it steve thanks hey everybody hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure you subscribe and like leave a review we love those five star reviews we're gonna leave a one star you can skip to the next podcast also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better sports social podcast network